expecting it were you just out of nowhere no you hit you hit me right across the face unexpected seal that's my new uh that's my new uh what do you call that tiktok channel where i just bust out the ridiculous thing is that it should be expected at this point (laughs) expected seal baby i used to expect it from you yeah well i like to change it up every once in a while but not too much be bold, but not too bold. Uh, what's up? You got some housekeeping? Yeah. Well, let me um, say first, did you see that picture of Papo and his kid today? Yeah. This is a cute picture. <laughs> it melted my cold heart to see Papo with his kid. It's, it's, they're both so happy. Uh, it's awesome. <clears throat> Watching the rainstorm. Shout out to Papo. What's up? What's you got? What's your uh? I got I got just got some housekeeping. You do okay. Well, get into it. So we we record now. Um, for those of y'all listening, we record a week, two weeks ahead, basically. Kind of right. Yeah. So we've we've got one episode in the can. So we're talking right now. But those of you that just got done listening to the previous episode, that was two weeks ago for us. Yeah. So I get a text on Tuesday from Grizzles, uh-huh. and you may not remember. You may not remember this, but he said, "Y'all talking some water tables," and he, he had the laugh emoji. And uh, in the episode, I think we talked about like we were talking about the water, the life cycle of water. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we? And just I was get like, more water. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, and we said we're gonna have to get our resident science expert yeah. was on this, you know. And you said that that's probably the type of science he does. I think, <laughs> yeah. um, which is funny because anything that has to do with the Earth or the stars, you think that's what he does? Yeah, because I don't know what he actually does. So, yeah. So he said. Uh, so I got a little response from okay. him. Okay. Yeah, a little Bill not the science guy type shit. Come on. Yeah. Man. He said we have as much water today as forever. The way we've used it means that it's not always enough in the places and at the times when we need it. Some of the water used for irrigation is, quote, fossil groundwater, end quote, from very deep aquifers. It refills on millennium tile scale. So pumping it up, spraying it, and letting most of it evaporate means that the water table is permanently lowered in those areas. It's somewhere the atmosphere, oceans, etc. So it may rain out elsewhere, but dry place is going to stay dry because it don't be raining there. If they pump all their groundwater in dry places, they're exporting that water somewhere else. Also, a hotter atmosphere holds more water vapor so we can fit more water in the air where it's mostly unusable. Oh. All right. Was that it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That was boring. <laughs> you fucking asshole! <laughs> speaking, I don't believe any. Speaking of, this of assholes, we got more water now than we had when I was a kid. Don't tell me that or less. Speaking, water, I don't know. 
whatever. Speaking of asshole. Speaking of you being a speaking of you being an asshole. Yeah. I got a text from I got a text from Jake this week. Okay. Is he complaining about he said, me? He said, Congrats on the silver medal. I'm not surprised though. You've been working out hard and carrying the show. Double workouts. <laughs> I like he's trying to start shit. He ain't got any room to stand on. Come on now. Jake. <laughs> That's great. Was, uh, he said he thought about throwing that in the Instagram group, but didn't want to start too much. <laughs> he didn't want to bring anything down on him. He knew that I've been, I've been easy on him lately. Been kind of easy. Yeah, he. And if he's gonna get upset about me snitching on him in the middle of this episode, boy, he just gotta know we both scorpions out here. At the end of the day, I'm not the frog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're like you're a scorpion in a frog suit. Yeah. <laughs> you sitting there like this. <laughs> Uh, it's like that, it's like that, uh, that meme that's a snake with rabbit ears on it. It says, hello, r- rabbits. Uh, hello, fellow rabbits. I too am a rabbit. It's like a white snake with the bunny ears. Hey, what's yeah. French for let's have sex? <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten better at just dropping those in. Yeah. Right on you. It gives you, makes you pause for a second. I like it. If you're alone, cough twice. (laughs) That's good. There's a lot of good quotes in this episode. So many that I had to stop writing them down. Um, Yeah. What? You got any other housekeeping? Got a. No, that's it. Sepku's still out there hating, but I think he's gunning for number one hater now, and I ain't giving that to him either. So. Yes. You know his. His jokes about our show, I'd give him four stars for sure. <laughs> hey, he stole that joke from me. <laughs> it's all right. It's all in this. It's it's all it's all in in good uh, pursuit of the you know the same goal. So, fuck up, Q. So what's up, man? What up? Uh, <laughs> the wheel has the, the wheel has come full circle. I too had to attend the one year old's birthday party this weekend. I, I will say that I didn't have to. I got to. Yeah, I had a great time. I didn't have to either. I got to. I, I actually had a really good time too. It was uh, a friend, friends of the show, Larry and Amanda. Their uh, their kid is a year old. Really? Yeah. And um, yeah. I was like, I dread it all human interaction these days because uh, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm feral now. So, I'm like, <laughs> you know. And, uh, you know, and I leave every human interaction going, oh, I was annoying. Oh, I ran my mouth too much, blah, blah, blah. But uh, I actually had a really good time. I got to see some friends that we hadn't seen since, like, before the pandemic. Like, that friend group, we hadn't all been together since, like, a while before the pandemic. And we were all there and, like, got to take a group photo with all those people. And, um, I don't know, there's a good crowd. So, that was it was nice. It was a good good time. And uh, oh, I got to see. <laughs> I love uh, Amanda's mom and dad are awesome. So uh, like, they follow me on Facebook and stuff, and they just they like they like to talk shit and stuff. So they they were just good to see them too. So you know what you you know what I heard right there? What 
Amanda's mom and dad are awesome because they think I'm funny. That's true. Well, Amanda's mom probably <laughs> doesn't think I'm funny, you know, but you know, yeah. she's a, she's a, uh, uh, I feel like she's a, uh, I don't know, a challenger, a good challenger for me, a good, uh, nemesis, you know, but, but Keith, Amanda's dad, that man loves, loves my jokes. You know, when Keith likes a joke that you said on Facebook, even if it's an inside joke, cause he'll like it if he likes it, but if he really likes it, he'll, uh, he'll share it. And I th- I don't not sure if he understands how that works fully because he'll share it, but it's like it'll be something that like there's no way anybody on his friends list understands what that joke was, you know what I mean? Like something very specific to my friend group or something. But that's like the ultimate like honor he can bestow upon you is by sharing it, you know. You know, people yeah, on Facebook are like, yeah, "What? Yeah, I don't even I don't even add shit to my timeline. People tag me in. Yeah, I hear you, man. I got it. On I mean, there. I don't. I got it on I don't do people, be, people be tagging me in some bullshit, so I had to like a few years ago I had to switch it over to that to where I you know, don't add it if unless I want to. They tagged you and then ads check out my see check out how sexy my girlfriend is. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's just and Ray Bans. Got these Ray Bans for twenty dollars. Man, that's a old that's a old callback. I have the what, the Ray Bans one? No, the the check out how sexy yeah, my girlfriend out, is. Check out my girlfriend. That's what it is. That's a, yeah, that's, that's old. Uh, yeah, that's an old uh, friend of the show. Speed did. He loves that one. That's we. He still says that to me in emails all the time. That was that was a junk email. That was back. Remember when you had got spam emails? Now you don't get them. They just go yeah. right to the spam box. Yeah, but yeah. That had that, and then yeah, but yeah, and then twenty dollar Ray Bans. I have a, you know, the Tony Dollar Ray-Ban ad. It's like a tan thing that when somebody gets hacked, it's a little tan picture that has the Ray-Ban logo and it says $20. You ever seen that on Facebook? Um, You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking and about. And they'll tag everybody in it. Like it's when they get hacked. Yeah. I have yeah. that I have that as one of my profile pictures for Facebook. So every once in a while, <laughs> I'll just throw that up as my profile picture. <laughs> And then just watch people get on there and go, I think you've been hacked. <laughs> nah, I, I actually got them $20 Ray-Bans. Y'all hit me up. <laughs> that was one of my stats one time. I said, one time them Ray-Bans are going to be $20 and y'all are going to miss it. I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, the internet is uh, is both a mistake and a wonderful thing. Yeah, it's true. Pose law, man. Yeah. Pose law. I love it. Yeah. Um, well, what's up? Let's kick it off. Okay. I have to do my not the hype and hype backwards. Wait did did you even introduce this episode? Oh, it's uh episode one seventy four of I Only Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we answer the question, "What's the hype?" I'm Jay Ho, and with me is Groove. Hey, ew, ew. I, I, every time it's funny because you know. I don't want to make the same joke every time, but every single time now, yeah. when you say, where we ask the question, what's the hype? Every single time, some of it is your delivery. I just want to go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just desperately want your own catchphrase. I mean, hey, yo, is kind of your catchphrase, but. I don't have a catchphrase. I'm a bold. Hey, I've transcended catchphrases. Yeah, I don't need right. a catchphrase. Whatever. Yeah, you, you try, you yeah. trying to whatever 
I'm a, I'm above it. Yeah, you just so you're like I, I don't need anybody else's catchphrases except for Tim Allen's from 1994, which isn't even a catchphrase; it's just a sound. It's just an utterance. Yeah. <laughs> that's what so, you ever get to a point where you're like you feel I mean you're getting older now and I, I multiple times in my life I'll look at things and go we this was what we found funny this was what yeah I have to no, like tell, we, we, we make that joke about every two episodes yeah it's just like I have to tell I mean, Jackie's 10 years younger than me I have to be like yeah this was I have to explain this to you this was funny this was like the funniest thing this is before memes or anything this is how this is all we had was a man saying "ooh" on a you know on a bad sitcom? That's what it was. But then you see like that it, it, you 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 get the full picture when you look at like comedies from like the '60s or something. If you like ever watch an old old movie that's supposed to be hilarious, and you're like, "Oh, this was funny." I think I think this was supposed to be funny. But it's yeah, it was funny back then. It's sort of like the like uh you know the take my wife please jokes. You know like. but but you know like you say that yeah like big bang theory was the most watched television show when it was on for sure and i think that in 20 years we'll look at that and be like like right now the jokes are relevant maybe or whatever from that show but in 20 years we'll be like yeah this was funny it's you hear the laugh track it's funny it's you can you can laugh it's supposed, you're supposed yeah, but, to, oh, you're supposed to laugh right now? Yeah, that's why I got to see back then we had to tell you when to laugh. So that's why, that's how funny it was. We had to tell you when to laugh. That's, that's so like, a, we were learning yeah, what comedy we were, was. So we like prompted you. Yeah. So you're like, oh, this is what it's okay to laugh now. You know, it's like, that's how it is. You watch Friends. Dude, Friends is fucking terrible, man. Not no, funny I, at all. I never really, I never really watched it that much. I'll tell you what, I went back and watched the show not too long ago. <laughs> yeah. Maybe about six months ago, and I watched some of the later se- later episode, like later season episodes. Yeah, because I had stopped watching it, and then I saw that it was like final season. So I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go check this out. I'm gonna spend time with these characters again." Yeah. Turns out, turns out, Modern Family is not funny. Really? Because you were you wrote yeah. hard for that show in the early days of it. Like I, I to be honest, I've never I've never watched like a season of it. I've watched it like in syndication of like here's an episode, here's an episode, here's an episode, and I th- I remember thinking it was pretty funny, but I didn't watch it religiously or anything. Yeah, I think the first like two seasons, like it was a pretty good concept, a great way to get a lot of different characters into one screen. Yeah, but it got brutal, man. It was really over way over the shark. Do you think that some of that is from like I feel like that show started. Uh, it went in a time when things were not nearly as progressive in media and entertainment as they are five years later. You know what I mean? So it's like the 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 charm of the show was that it was bringing up some issues and things that were like not normally on TV, right? But then it comes to the point yeah, where it's but, like well, now this is like kind of a normal thing for a show to have you know things about sexuality and and gender and stuff like that on it. Um, you know, I think there is an element of that, but I think the overwhelming kind of like point of the show was that these characters were still funny on top of everything else. So like the the humor of the show was more important, uh, a bigger thesis statement of the show than the fact that we've got, you know, 
uh, gay couple that are married on the show. Well, or like that's they what were I'm, married in the beginning. Yeah, that's but that's what I'm saying is the brilliance of the show is it's not it wasn't funny <laughs> because they were gay. It was funny because they were like representing these characters in like a normal way. Like this is normal that these yeah, are things yeah. that we yeah, see yeah. are like as a society are unquote not normal or whatever. We're just showing it as like this is part of these people's lives and you know Yeah. Which they, yeah, I think we that, have made I'm, progress in that in entertainment. Even though we've made so sure. much less, like we've gone backwards in a lot of ways. I think in entertainment and representation, we've definitely made strides in that to where it's not, it's not the gimmick of the thing anymore. You know, like, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I'm, I'm, I mean, it fell victim to any, any sitcom that long runs a long time. Like all of the things that were interesting about each of the characters eventually got flattened out and it just became the same jokes over and over. And in order to make those jokes again, they had to make them in more absurd ways. And so like Ty Burrell, who was one of the highlights of that show, he was the dad of uh, kind of like the husband, wife, three kids, family, he started out, I mean, he really kind of had a meteoric rise outside of that show itself, but he was one of the most beloved characters. By the end, like, it was really tough to watch him in yeah. that role um, in that final season. Everybody in that final season was just like a like a paper-thin, two-dimensional representation of what at one point was a relatively textured character. Um, like so it's just disappointing. But yeah. the truth of the matter is, the final few seasons of The Office are the same. The final seasons yeah. of any oh. brilliantly yes. constructed, like, you know, situational comedy, like, by the end of it, it's just, it's been ironed out so many times that it's just flat. It's, I mean, it's America's American capitalism. It's like, let's milk <laughs> this to the, the death, and which is the BBC and the British shows don't do that. They tend to be you know, three seasons and a special or something. And they just kind of know when to get out, I guess. So it's like a different sort of thing. But like in America, if, if we got a hit show, we're just going to run it into the ground. And it's been that way for yeah. ever, you know? I mean, it's, it's changing though. It I is. Mean, it's changing, it is. I think so. you're, you're getting more limited series. They're like the people there. The channels are saying this is a limited series. And so it gives them a chance yeah. to tell a story in a way that where they don't have to like keep something in the can, you know, but yeah, like a shitty podcast. We got them. Like, hey, we, we got, got some in the can, can, man. Yeah, um, we making the same jokes that we made in two thousand eight. Well, I mean, sometimes you run this long, you just run out of ideas. So. That's how it is. Well, exactly. Sometimes you fucking start the podcast without any ideas too. You yeah. know, we uh, we just had we started the podcast just because we want to watch the NBA playoffs. That's true. And we just were like, hey, some people are doing this thing called podcast. We should do it too. Huh? And then we did it. And well, let's not revise history. It was me that wanted to start it. I pulled you into it. Okay. Yeah. Sure. We. I get the credit. credit. You are the one. It's, I'll just get off the call now. Since you can, you can, you can, you can, you can edit the no, show. No, right? I'm the ideas, so like, man. Yeah, I'm the ideas, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Yeah, the idea is the guy. It's true. So you're you're not the hype has to go in front of the hype. Yeah, just because of the way they the two are intertwined. So great. I'm I'm gonna start out with my not the hype. Okay, do it. I woke up at about three a.m. a few nights ago in a cold sweat panic. I had a dream 
that one could constitute as a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I ate that night or what caused the nightmare to happen, but I was invited to your party and it was at your house and there were, I don't know, maybe 75 people at this house. All right. And you had said to everybody that this was your transition party, that you were transitioning into being a woman. Really? And whoa. Yeah. And I don't know what this has to say about me. Like, I don't really have any issue. I don't think I, I have yeah, any issue. Yeah, I mean, with, it, with dreams tra- are never about, like, yeah. that dream is not about me, right? It's about you. It's like something. Well, think, so here's this. Here's this. Yeah. So, you know how in dreams, you just kind of go from scene to scene, and there's no yeah. real connected yeah. tissue. Yeah. So there was only, like, three scenes. It was, like, me showing up and, like, seeing you. And you were, like, you looked exactly like you look right now. So you had, like you know, a, a two day old beard yeah. and your hair, but you were wearing this like um, 1950s era button down um, sweater with yeah. like a brooch on the side. And you were like, you were making your sand the Eagle face. You like weren't happy. Yeah, exactly. You were like frowning and just kind of moping around the party. And so that was the beginning of the dream. And I was like, man, something's wrong with Joey. Like he's upset about something. Like it wasn't, it wasn't about you transitioning. That just happened to be like what you were wearing. And it was just like common knowledge that you were transitioning. Nobody fucking was talking about it or anything. It was not a part of it. But I just remember that detail of the dream, like what you were wearing and like, and then the next thing I knew I was laying on the couch being woken up from sleeping on your couch. The party was still happening, but you had your hand on the back of my neck and and like your left hand on the back of my neck and your right forearm was choking me and collapsing my trachea and your face did not change it did not look like you were trying very hard or anything you still had that sand the eagle face but you were choking me so bad that i woke myself up gasping for air wow i i can't remember the last time i had a nightmare that's like (laughs) the fact that it was me killing you you were what killing me. Like, Dan, that's just, it just shows that how much I live inside your head rent free all the time. I think <laughs> but that's terrifying. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to you. I, was I don't, th- I don't think I've ever been felt, mad enough to you to like want to like choke you or anything. It felt so real yeah. to have, it, I really thought that my trachea was collapsing and I was like panicking. And, and then I woke up and I was like, wait, is Joey transitioning? Well, to tell everybody, I'm not transitioning, but you know, shout out to all of our trans friends out there because uh, that are. Um, but yeah, I'm, hell yeah, I am. That's not a thing I'm doing. So, but hats off to the people that do. You know, for sure. And if you think that that's like, I don't know, man. I, I can't imagine anybody being like, you know what I'm going to do today, just like out of the blue. I'm yeah. going to fucking transition. I'm yeah. going to my life. Well, the dreams are never about what you think it's about, right? So it's like a symbol of something. But like, I think you're just finally coming to grips with your jealousy of how funny I am. And uh, no, you know what it is. You know what it really is. It's about your hair. Oh yeah, you're just jealous of the hair. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm jealous yeah. of that hair. I'm pulling out of hair. Right I have there. my buddy Down Sam. Um, my buddy Sam also is uh, follically challenged, and uh, <laughs> we often talk about how, like, what if one day he just started wearing wigs, and just yeah. and just didn't explain it. Just was wearing. He's just like, nah, it's just my hair, man. He's playing. Like, he's, he just plays chicken with everybody. Yeah. Like I'm gonna make them bring it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just started wearing wigs, you know, like. You should do it, man. Just see, just do it. Like a, that sounds like a like a like a think piece that somebody did. I wore wigs for a year as a bald man, and here's what I learned. Here's what I learned. Yeah, that's that's a New Yorker yeah, article right there. For sure. <laughs> the thing I learned is that people treat you differently when, uh, yeah, yeah, people like people with hair. Yeah, but you apparently know, beards. I, I can are say that confidently you. as a bald man. Yeah, you but know, people, people uh, isn't it proven that people trust people with beards more than people without beards, or men with beards rather than men? With fuck, beards? I I don't know. I think maybe, so. but I, do they do they trust dudes with beards that are also bald? I, I mean, there's that. really only one good example. That of what of what? Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, yeah, true. I, I don't know. I'm talking yeah. shit. Okay. Um. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe they cancel each other out. I don't know. Um, so my not the hype is uh, I've talked on this show about uh, this video game podcast I've listened to for years called the Giant Bombcast, um, yep. put together by GiantBomb.com. And particularly, I love their they do a year end wrap up that's like five shows long, and they're all like three hour shows, and they go over all the games for the year and like their favorites and all the categories. And it's a show that I I listen to not every week, but pretty frequently like a couple times a month i listen to it right um and i have like listened to these guys for years and years and years what are you laughing at uh the i'm i'm i i know that we have a, a lot of new listeners but like yeah no i know that i know the I'm, well, I'm, not, I'm saying it for it. the listeners not yeah, for yeah, you. I'm, not, yeah. I'm not reminding <laughs> you of it but I, well, I haven't talked about it on the show in a while but um yeah so they just got bought by another company and they had been they were owned by CBS. They were they these were the guys that broke off from GameSpot, made their own thing. Um and then it got bought by CBS at some point 5 or 6 years ago and now the CBS sold them again. And in that selling some people left the the group. Um and the like they were kind of newer hires as, as in they'd been there for like the past three years or something, but they kind of left. But then a couple weeks ago, it was this bombshell where three of the founding members announced they were leaving the show and the company. And so it left Jeff Gersman, who's the, uh, the original founder kind of by himself. And so I was really bummed. Cause like these are, I like listening to them and like, I used to listen to the one up, dot com shows and when all those people left they kind of went and got jobs in the game industry and never made podcasts again um and so it was like kind of like you just never heard those people's voice anymore and so it's you know it's a show that like i've listened to for a long time i feel like i you know you have these uh what are the parasocial relationships where you think you know the people like yeah. It seems like they're your friends, kind of, you know, because like you hear them and you're like, oh yeah, you know, and you know what they like. And they, a, you know, like man, plenty of people think we're their friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, suckers. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, so so so, Alex and Vinny left, and they were like, yeah, we just kind of. It seemed like it was some. It had to be something to do with they just didn't want to deal with corporate 
overlords telling them what to do anymore. There was some contract stuff, I think. So they it was really sad, and they did all these farewell things. And so they left, and they were like, yeah, we think we just not, don't want to be in the public eye anymore. So I was like, oh, that's a bummer. Um, so yeah, so I was bummed to see them leave. Um, Damn. Yeah, and it's just, it's just like that, that giant bomb's still going to go on, but it's going to be completely different because it's the main, you know, a m- bunch of the main personalities are gone now. And they already had yeah. a bunch of people leave over the past couple years. Um, just because the company was more focused on like making money on it than actually them presenting. The thing I liked about them is they present video games as like in a <sighs> easy to relate to way, I guess. Um, and they have really, they, they're really critical about things and they're really progressive in their ideas and stuff. Um, so anyway, that's that. So, uh, should we get into my hype, my, my hype then? Yeah. Yeah. So on the flip sure. side. So that happened like three weeks ago, and I didn't mention it on the podcast because I just forgot to bring it up on this, but I was thinking about it today. I was like, that's going to be one not the hype. Well, the hype is those three dudes have formed their own new company called Nextlander, and they're going to be doing their own podcast that's sort of the same kind of format that they used to do, and they're going to do a bunch of uh, kind of indie game coverage, and they're kind of taking it back to the roots of what Giant Bomb was when it first started, you know? So they're going off and That's doing their sweet. thing, and it's cool because like I'm excited for them, and they're excited, and uh, they started a Patreon, and dude, they got so many people on their Patreon in like three days that they're going to be making like fifty grand a month on this podcast. Shit. Like I'm wow. seeing, like, and granted, it's their company, but like, so they're all not going to get like. I mean, they got to like use that to like build this thing up and use it for hosting and stuff. But let like fifty grand a month. They went from being unemployed suddenly to that so that's kind of cool there's that makes me think of this other podcast that uh my friends brent and bianca hit me to a couple of years ago it's called oh uh, yeah dude yeah and i've heard of that yeah they they make over a million dollars on their patreon yeah every year yeah and they they don't have any ads yeah that's like, that's that's it it's wild it is. I mean, but, but that it, podcast is really good. It's a lot better than ours. If you like, nah, no, 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 no. Yeah, uh, but we should start a Patreon. Fuck that. We can get. We got like twenty <laughs> listeners or something. If they all get. What do you What do you think? We get. We get maybe. I'd say we get less than seven dollars a month. But they all give us ten grand, then we'd be up on the next lander size. You know. Well, maybe. I don't know. We can try it and see, but we'll see. We'll see whether or not that dude's that, gonna give us some money. That's the thing. I think that like, so if you're like a big, if you're owned by a big corporate entity as a media thing, you have to have ads. But these smaller creators can do these Patreons and not have to run ads. You know, it's just yeah. It's interesting how that podcasting has grown as a thing. I mean, it's kind of like the joke now that it's kind of over, but it's really not. I mean, it's still people still want to participate in this stuff and listen to it you know so. yeah not us here, they don't want to listen to us but they the other people that are successful at it yeah well we don't want them to listen to us anyway Whatever, this is man. a really developed taste we're trying to keep it indie man we're not selling out like them man i don't want 50 grand a month for this i just don't want you it. know there's no, there's, no, there's only one there's really only one company we'll allow ads for well oh uh Bat chance, get your bat chance. Bat chance. Ill2s.com backslash bat chance for your ten percent off code. Yeah, you get the you get the Ill2s signature holster for it. If you buy three <laughs> bottles, you get the holster. You can carry it around at the barbecue on your side. Quick draw. 
Yeah. I put bad chance on, on mashed potatoes today. I'm sweet potatoes. Down. Hey, that's probably really good on sweet potatoes. It was great. Yeah. It was delicious, man. It was great. Awesome. Oh. Um, well, I'm happy for them. That's really cool. I remember, um, wasn't Shane a part of that or was he just one up? Shane was, was Shane Bettenhausen was one up and he's one of the guys that when, when one up just fell apart out of nowhere, he went to Sony and became a big deal there. And now I think he's with a different company, um, but he's in development. Well, wasn't, so Shane and Robert Astley was a part of that group. Yeah. Robert too, right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I remember listening to Giant Bombcast, too. I remember loving yeah. Jeff. I mean, Jeff was great, you know? Yeah. Jeff was like a little, just like a miniature father figure kind of guy. Like, yeah. he was older than all the rest of those dudes, and yep. he was, like, very calm temperament. I'm I'm happy that, like, I mean, I guess Jeff's probably got, like, he probably wanted to keep the more stable option because he's got, like, a family and, you know? Yeah, kid, he does. Yeah, so. yeah it's a... Uh... He well, I also think he has he has ownership in it, and these other guys didn't have ownership, or like you yeah. know. So he's he he probably, I I mean there could be a day where he leaves too, but I think he probably couldn't. Um, but I mean it's all been it's not like they had falling out or anything. I don't think. But yeah, Jeff Gerson's like the big thing was that he got fired from Gamespot because he rated Kane and Lynch badly. And really? it was like a huge controversy. Yeah, it was like Gersman Gate where they were, you know, it, it exposed some hypocrisy in the games reviewing industry because they were taking money from the advertisers and used to influence their ads and stuff. And so that's why he left and made Giant Bombs. So he's this kind of like heroic figure in games journalism, you know. Um, but I love the other guys, though. Brad Brad and Vinny and, and, and Alex are really awesome. And so Brad was like my favorite person on that that thing so i'm excited that he's off doing that with them they're just like kind of thoughtful video game dudes they're not like bro-y like they kind of take it seriously but not not to the point where like it's high art or anything but they're like they they're able to look at it with a critical eye in a way that i appreciate yep. but yeah um anyway so that's that and uh we'll you know hope hype's still out too because maybe it maybe it won't be good i don't know Let's see here. Just get a Mac, dude. So, fuck off. Uh, all right, you ready to do this thing? I like that that, that you you didn't fully understand what I said until you hit record. <laughs> wow, folks. Oh, oh shit, my mic. I don't even have my microphone now. You can hear me. <laughs> he yeah. goes, "What's up? Fuck off." <laughs> That's right. Uh, All right. Yeah, I'm ready. Well, uh, I'm sure which there was a catchphrase for you to say. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a catchphrase. Yeah, it is. If you're not watching the OC, get the fuck out. Welcome to the OC, bitch. Uh, This is, uh, we're discussing episode, season two, episode eight, The Power of Love. Which is uh the name of a Huey Lewis in the news song. Um and uh this this episode features Sandy in the news. Sandy Cohen in the news. Um so this episode is, this is another episode where everybody's unhappy the whole time <laughs> until the end. Um we have like a lot of little things going on with everybody's love life. 
Uh, the overarching story is that Sandy Cohen has forgotten his wife's anniversary, Kirsten's anniversary. Let me stop you. Yeah. Let me stop you right now before we go any further. Yeah. In a ranking of most unbelievable things to happen on the OC, where does that land? Probably the most unbelievable of all of it. Uh, up there with a uh, 18-year-old being the the general manager of a of a rock club that no one else works at. Um, well, is perhaps above. Well, that. we we might we did hear we heard some interesting information this this week about that. Yeah, but we've right. gone through. I mean, Luke and Julie Cooper. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Yeah, With Caleb and Julie Cooper. I mean, what? Are, I mean, there's so much. J- Jimmy, Jimmy and Julie being Cooper? able to stay out of jail. Jimmy and Julie Cooper. Jimmy being able. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but him and trying him. You know, I mean, there's all yeah. sorts of unbelievable ridiculous things. stuff yes. on this show. Yes. Unbelievable stuff. The fact yeah. that Sandy Cohen would not only forget. Yeah. His wedding anniversary, but how many years it's been? Twenty, yeah, and that it's been in particular. This is the twentieth anniversary, so it's like a big deal. Um, yeah, it's, it's that's the laziest shit. Yeah, it's it's just like it's like it's reeks of like sitcom. Like, oh, my boss is coming over, but you burnt the souffle. Like, you know what I mean? It's like it's just like you start watching. Wanda Quest? <laughs> no. Wanda Vision? No, now I've been watching Home Improvement. Um, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, but it's just like it's just this total sitcommy kind of thing, or like you know this this plot device that just does not. No, say Kirsten's the one that forgets. If somebody's gonna forget, it's gonna Kirsten. Be Kirsten. Forget. Kirsten's like, oh, I've been working too hard, yeah. and uh, I forgot that it was. Our, I'm so sorry, I forgot, but. Yeah, and then for him to be like, uh, I mean, what is, I don't know what a wedding anniversary is. You know, like he's just like, he turns into a different character during that. He's like, oh, sure, it's a, uh, like, and didn't we have an anniversary episode with them last year? I mean, season one? I thought there was. I think it was a Valentine's Day episode. Okay, maybe that was Valentine's Day. They do make Which is why they made that joke. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah, at least we have Valentine's Day ahead of us or whatever. Yeah, so that is unbelievable. But that's the sort of conceit of the whole episode is that uh, we're building up to that. And everything, uh, all these different romantic relationships that sort of affect the family are being dealt with. Uh, we have Ryan and uh, and Lindsay. Uh, that's still trying to be resolved uh, Kirsten doesn't know about that. She finds out about that in this episode, um, in a fairly shocking way to find out your son is with your son and your sister are together. Um, and then we have Seth still on this dating this, you know, Olivia Wilde character, which is completely out of character for everybody involved. Um, and then we have Summer with Zach. She's going to be meeting Zach's parents this episode. Hijinks and Sue, uh, Julie and Caleb are doing some sort of uh, best of Newport photo shoot thing, which I don't think the Riviera do. Magazine. Yeah, but why would they choose Caleb? For you're that? really you're you're kind of. I mean, look, look, Riviera Magazine. Caleb's coming hot off Man of the Year last year. Okay, Man of the Year, so and then okay, Man of the Year directly to jail. 
Um, and then now exonerated out of jail. Let's say, I mean, he's, yeah. I mean, I guess that's part of why, like beat the charges. That's what it'll say well, on the cover of the magazine. I beat them charges. That's what it murder was the case that they gave me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine Alan Dale, proper Alan Dale saying, Oh, murder was the case that they gave me. Um, yeah. Uh, now I, I also want to know, I want to lean up a little bit of your language. Um, Summer is planning on having sex with Zach because she's mad yeah. that Seth had sex. And, and Zach is like, yeah, I'm ready to take it to the next step. And he, he's going to introduce her to his family. So a little bit of more, more kind of like sta- situational comedy stuff. Yeah, but th- that's why I forgot about it, because the having sex part isn't the important thing. It's the that's just the setup for, oh, I want you to meet my family like. It's yeah. kind of like there, there's a lot of cliched shit in this episode, um, but saying all well, and we also have Marissa wrapping up the DJ thing, you know, the, you know, yep. breaking up with the 40 year old uh, lawn care guy. Um, So we have all these things. Which I have, I have, an, I have a note on that, too. <laughs> OK, well, we'll get into the notes now, but I want to say overall, even though this episode is very like cliched in so many ways. Some of the best uh, dialogue written in the whole show, I think. Um, there's just a lot of like quirky, quippy lines in it. It's like it it crackles at times. It just moves along at times. I thought, and um, it reminded me of some of my favorite uh, interactions in the first season, where it was just really well written and some good comedic banter back and forth. Um, some good Seth lines. So many that I just didn't, I stopped writing, I didn't write any down, you know, it was just, it was just like the whole, the episode plot was not great, but the actual dialogue was pretty great, I thought. So, anyway, uh, let's get into these notes then. I, I, I will say similar to you, it, I think this was one of my favorite episodes, maybe my favorite episode of this season. Yeah, it is a... Yeah, you, you kind of like get to spend with time with all the characters, and we also have this nice moment in the end where they all come together, which I always like that. And um, yeah, it was. And there's no, uh, there's not really any. Um, it's small. It's small. It's one of the small episodes. There's not some like, oh, somebody's dying of cancer at the end of it. It's just like we're kind of building up to this. It's almost like a side story in a way because it just like is dealing yeah. with this anniversary thing and. It 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 even though we've we set it up with all these cliches to get the plot points rolling, it um it kind of plays with the the notion of this being a you know a soap opera and winks at the camera a little bit and stuff and the stuff that makes the show better than just a teen soap opera, I think. Yeah, you know. Yeah, this was this. If I had to submit why this season, why this episode, why this show is better than like some other bullshit like Dawson's, Dawson's Creek, Creek or, something. or something. Of course, yeah. I've never watched Dawson's Creek, but this would be the episode for me because yeah. this deals with the same kind of stuff that every other show is going to deal with. But like that moment of Kirsten walking in yeah. on uh, Lindsay and, and Ryan, it's just so funny and mortifying. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it's, I don't know the the, the light uh, stream melody in the background yeah you know it's just it's it was it it was playful it was a playful episode it was a small episode 
but there was something happening in every scene. Every there was no wasted yeah. time. It also does it a great. good job of like the show is very like at its best. The show does a good job of balancing the adult and the kids storylines kind of equally and paralleling them and stuff. And um, this episode kind of gets back to that a little bit. Except for everything that we're saying, complimentary is on a house of cards. Yeah. Because Sandy would never fucking forget. Kirsten <laughs> totally. It's, it's, that was a, that was kind of a cheap setup. Um, yeah. There, there's gotta Aside be a, from that. There's gotta have been a better way to do that. The thing to do would have been to fake Sandy forgetting. Like they should have made it like, Oh, I forgot. Wink, wink. You know, like, yeah. Like why not do that? That's true to the character more, you know, like, it is. Yep, it and, is. Or, yeah. like I said, have Kirsten be the one that forgets. <laughs> like, well, that being said, Sandy is a terrible liar. <laughs> yeah. And and he has the audacity to... Uh, Sandy has the audacity to challenge other people's lying in this episode. He's like, Ryan, you're a terrible liar. I deal with liars yeah. all the time in court. <laughs> that double... Uh, that double shrug... In the morning coffee scene from both Seth and Ryan, I will say that it's what two times is both. I mean, Ryan remembers in the morning, that same morning, like, oh, your anniversary is coming up, and then you know when um, Sandy is trying to punish Ryan and Seth, you know, Sandy's like, "Do you have any idea what this weekend is?" And Seth, just matter of factly, "Yeah, it's your twentieth anniversary." <laughs> that is good. That's a nice. That's an example of the playfulness of the episode. And it's believable. Yeah. It's like, yeah, of course Seth knows. Like, everybody knows but Sandy. Like, you know? And he specifically Seth. knows it was 20 years, you know? Yeah. Seth does he kill? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which just makes Sandy matter at him. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And uh, one thing I left out was, well, I guess we, like... So we also have this other plot point in here of, like, Ryan and Seth are getting in trouble for sneaking out of the house and sneaking Lindsay in and all this stuff, which leads Sandy to go talk to Olivia Wilde. And it's kind of awkward and kind of crosses a line a little bit, I think in a way, um, just kind of weird that he goes and talks to Olivia Wilde, you know, but they do wind up having, you know, a good Sandy Cohen interaction where he's like, I need your advice, you know, like, 18 year old person I need your advice um you there yeah, yeah. um I'm sorry I, we can cut that out my my sister's in town and she's yeah so yeah I'm good um yeah, the, the kids are getting I in don't, trouble. I, I, some ground. I, yeah, I mean, I guess it is weird that he's like, I mean, he went to talk to her, but I tell you, he is such a Jedi when it comes to dealing with the son, like giving him the option to stay in Portland, yeah. going to talk to Olivia Wilde, saying like, you know, this is out of character for him. He wasn't necessarily asking her to break up with him. Yeah. Yeah, I think her reaction to it of like, oh, well, obviously I need to break up with him was a little bit like, poorly written i guess that part is a little weak yeah. in an episode with a lot of great writing i think that was a little bit weak but um yeah he he does good sandy cohen should just be like a a counselor that's what he needs to be like a like a yeah 
like a family counselor or something, you know, because he does as for as bad as people parent in this in this season, not season, this show. Sandy just has that like way of like knowing how to let Seth kind of fail, but not ruin his life, I guess. Except when it comes to going to casinos. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, I mean, and it wound up being like this, like you, I, I like. I do like in the show when characters that wouldn't normally interact get to interact by themselves. Um, so we had that moment between him and Olivia Wilde and that was kind of, yeah, probably the only time that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah. What other, um, um, we finally get to see the Cohen's new furniture. Yeah. I don't like their remodel. I I like the old house better. Yeah, old house better. Yeah. Um, I heard quality episode busted. <laughs> um, when when Sandy comes into Seth's room and sees Seth sneaking out, I, my stomach dropped. I was like, "Oh no, yeah. Seth! Why are you doing this?" And then and then the next scene, Kirsten goes in and catches Ryan and Lindsay, and I I just started laughing. I was like, "Oh, that's too good. That's yeah. too good. Back to back busts." I, I'll um, say I cackled a few times in this episode. There was some funny stuff in the episode where I was like, and a lot of it was like nervous laughter of like, <laughs> that's so nervous, yeah. that's so awkward. Yeah, yeah I, I will say I, it was kind of strange that I thought Lindsay was wearing a little bit uh, too low cut of a shirt to go to high school with that shirt on. And then she was wearing it over to the to the pool house later in the day. And it, it was just, it, I'm just saying it was a little <laughs> bit lacy at the top and it was a little bit low cut. And I just wasn't, I wasn't convinced that it was uh, within the, the Harbor school's dress code. Yeah. Their handbook says, uh, I mm-hmm. mean, I, who knows, man, I don't know. You know, student handbook. Yeah. You might. Be um, right. Do Lindsay and Ryan have the same school bag? Cause it looks like they have the same school bag. They both have, over-the-shoulder attache bags that are yeah. brown leather. I think that's a ten, that ten, is, That's intentional to show how similar they are. They're both so smart. You know, like they 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 made a big deal out of their meat cute that they were so different, but then it turns out that they're so similar. You know, it's like uh, Seth and Anna all over again. Yeah, kind of. It's like Ryan. It's like Ryan gets his Anna storyline. <laughs> In a way. Hey, I just want you to, I just want to remind everybody. Well, I just want to remind Trip, who's still listening to the OC recap, that Joey was Team Anna. I was. I was for a long time. I mean, I, I not, but I admitted that I was going to be Team, team Summer. Um, yeah. Any other notes you got? Oh, I got a bunch. All right. Well, keep Are going. We got, we got 10 trying? minutes left. So you got to keep rolling. Yeah. I'm going to milk all 10 of okay. these minutes. All right. Let's, this get, is... let's do it. Quote, the manager's not here right now, but he has all the permits. <laughs> but you told me you were the manager. Yeah, yeah. Come over to the house. Kirsten and I would be happy to ground you anytime. Yeah, that was that's a, line. That's a classic Sandy yeah. kind of like, you know, make good for it. Yeah. I can't get over how bad that butterfly tattoo is. Oh, it's so, it's bad. so heinous. I think they're pointing it out on and purpose at this point to make it. Well, this time they did you catch Sandy checking out that that tramp stamp as she was leaning over the bar? No, I didn't catch that. Oh, <laughs> buddy, he was looking at it oh as if he was God. watching a fucking car wreck. Damn, it wasn't sexual. It was no. it was more it was, it was more like, oh. Yeah. Oh. 
Tattoo. I like that. Um, uh, I like that. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Seth skateboarded to Olivia's and then she broke up with him. Yeah. And then he walked out the door. Yeah. What? Well, you just left your skateboard? Well, how are you going to get home, son? It's going to take the bus. <clears throat> Excuse me. Can I come back? Can I get my skateboard real yeah, quick? I know it's awkward. I said, this is a good small family drama episode. Yeah. Kirsten is making poor choices. I think when she when she said to Lindsay, like, hey, we're going to have to take, take a step back if you're going to be giving my adopted son noggin. Yeah, I, I did feel like that was unfair. Um, but I also felt like Sandy was a little unfair with his interaction with Olivia Wilde, you know? So I guess that's maybe it's just showing they're flawed to human beings, you know? And also, it's, it's yeah. who would have ever thought they'd be in that situation, you know? So, um, she does kind of make it right in the end, though. Summer got owned. Yeah. I, I was That's the first time we saw her get owned this whole series. But we've spent another instance of a character, person being out of character. We spent all this time uh, showing you that Summer is not the, the vapid, um, the vapid rich girl that she, she, she's actually really smart. Maybe the smartest character in this show. And then for her to show up at this, meal with Zach's parents and be like you know pashminas and all this rich girl shit and stuff like it's just kind of like well why are we walking the character back to that I get it it's it's a joke because it's supposed to parallel how and she references it how bad it was when Zach when uh Seth met her dad but it's uh it just kind of like really like it seems a little unfair to her character to do that to her I mean I'll give him a break in that most of Summer's knowledge yeah. comes from things that she's interested in, right? And when she went, and your your biggest reference, um, or the biggest textual based evidence that you have to back up your point, which I agree with, is the night that she used Seth to go to the party, um, Cal's birthday party, yeah, um, to try and meet uh, eligible bachelors, and she had yeah. been reading The Economist, and she was up yeah. on the Force Five Hundred, all that kind of stuff. Because she prepared for the assignment. Yeah. So Summer is, yes, you're right. Probably she's, if not the, the most smart on the show, then the second most smart on the show. We haven't been able to see just how brilliant Ryan is in his architecture hobby, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe. We, <laughs> he's gonna, season three, he's going to build but, a house. Yeah. But she's great. She's great when she can prepare for the assignment. Yeah. And once yeah. she left that dinner she went and learned Fair, all sorts yeah. of stuff and the Kofi Annan and yeah. she actually corrected Zach on the capital yeah, of Kuala right. Lumpur yeah. you know or capital of what yeah. Thailand um, yeah you're right she does make it right and everything but it does in that moment it feels a little disingenuous to her character to be like hey we built her up to not be this person and now suddenly she's like terrified to meet his parents and act like a you know like a dumb person yeah um, um <clears throat> Can I tell you now you mentioned that there's a lot of really funny moments in this yeah. in this episode and then you went on to say that Seth had a ton of great lines. Yeah. There's one character that was even funnier. Hey. Cal. Oh yeah. I have it written down here in the beginning. <laughs> She's Julie says to Cal, feign interest. Yeah, you could at least feign interest. He says, "That's exactly what I'm doing." <laughs> I am. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's really funny. He Cal is and just then, over it all the whole episode. It, where he's like the voice of reason. Where anybody is like he's around somebody and they're like, oh, you know, Marissa, uh, we can't give you the money. Oh, please give her the money. Get out of here. Go he's on. like, motherfucker, I skipped jail, yeah, son. Yeah, can't yeah. throw that money. I don't give a I shit. Ain't got time for this. Yeah, he's complaining to the cameraman. Oh, my face is gonna get stuck in this position. Yeah. Will you hurry up? <laughs> Will you hurry up? And then and then DJ shows up because what is he here to mow the lawn? <laughs> Can he schedule another day? Yeah, Cal's very good in this. Um, he's definitely the funniest. Who the fuck looks at a landscaper in a in a fucking tie and <laughs> yeah, says, "Oh, I guess he's here to mow the lawn." It just shows you how out of touch he is. So it's perfect. It's a perfect thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. MVP well. of the episode. Yeah. What else you got? Two hour, two hours ago, I had a sister and a boyfriend, and now I, what I have are friends. Oh, brutal! Felt so bad for her. She has just gotten shit on as a character. And then, okay, I have a question for you. What is the song cue right there on the pier? Because that's a great. That was a great song cue, but I don't know the song. I think it was uh, "New Hampshire" by Matt Pond, PA, which I think is that album leaf person. I think that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. The only other like pop song in this is uh, "Baby You Should Know" by Joy Zipper, so it could have been that. But, it was like an indie rock type song. Yeah, it was, it was cute. It was it good. Been either one of those. Um, yeah, it was a good song. Man, I tell you what. When, <laughs> I don't <know>. What? <laughs> when Sandy had brought those cops in the house, I was like, man, fuck twelve. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to bring the strippers in that were for in season one, you know, <laughs> the fake ass strippers. Yeah. Um, I love that moment. Some are watching the news. It's, it's impossible. There's so much news. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah, girl. It's yeah. so much. It's Tell me overwhelming. About it. Um, how did I, my confusion was that, we okay, so the cops show up at the restaurant, yeah, to tell Kirsten specifically because Sandy's in yeah. on it by this point that the boys have fled, yeah, and then Sandy and Kirsten get in the cop car to go to the bait shop. Well, it got me because I was like, that doesn't make any logical sense, and then I realized, oh, Sandy's in on this, so they're just gonna go back and get their car later or whatever. But yeah, it is a little bit like, but you know, Kirsten's had a glass of wine. She's she's probably just going along with it. Like, yeah, Kirsten's had a bottle of wine. <laughs> right. Um, Danny Zuko reference. Yeah. Um, that entire final scene yeah. of all the little loose ends getting tied up. Yeah. All of it. It's like six minutes long. Your boy is singing during the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, San, that's that's uh, Peter Gallagher singing, actually singing. And uh, trivia note: they actually released one of those songs as a single, um, uh, as you know, for the soundtrack um, on iTunes at that time. Really? So, yeah. Okay. I mean, he's known. Can you for find being, it on Spotify? Pr- I didn't look it up, but you probably could. I think it's a. Uh, it's that song. Uh, what was it? She's no lady. She's my wife. I think that's the one that they. Yeah. So, um, okay. Yeah, I mean, he's known for he's known for being a good singer, you know. And uh, he, well, he did a good job. And then they made that joke about him being the original Danny Zuko on the. Yeah. 
it was a, a Cal or Berkeley, whatever, you know, which is true. Cause he played, he played it on Broadway. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's an actual reference. Yeah. Uh, you could tell they're all having fun in that final scene. Like they're having a good time ha- having him yeah. up on stage singing. It's this moment where they're all, they got their arms around each other and it's like, Oh, th- I think these actors are actually enjoying this. Whereas like, Hell yeah. You know that Adam Brody's yelling at Peter Gallagher yeah. out there. Like, come on, you gotta warm up a little bit more. Play Freebird. Um yeah. Freebird. <laughs> yeah. Um I have one more note, and this yeah, is yeah. probably not the best note to end on, but it doesn't matter. The reason DJ is so mature in the breakup with Marissa, like he was really mature yeah. with her, and that's because he is a 40 year old man. man. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. It is true. He was very mature. Um, yeah. Well, it takes that long to get mature. That's true. Um. Yeah, good episode. Uh, a little, another little trivia bit. Uh, Alan Dale. I think this is his first time being in the credits as Cal. Oh yeah. I think. Um. And uh, and also we get a uh, on the soundtrack on the music notes. Uh, we have "Open Arms" by Journey. Notably, Ryan callback to Ryan being a Journey fan. That's what they're they're he's making out to Lindsay to that song. Making out with Lindsay to okay. that song "Open Arms" by Journey. So. Little uh, you know, little Ryan shout out there. So, yep. So, uh, yeah, that's the episode, and uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I liked it. I would like for more episodes like this. I'm kind of <laughs> over. I'm kind of over all the. I'm kind of over all the romances, to be honest. But I'm just ready for it to like. We got rid of DJ now, so I guess we're on the way to like. Um getting the gang back together all the way. But anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah. You got anything else? Man, I'm chilling. That was a good episode. We'll see. I'll probably fuck it up next, next time. <laughs> yeah. They'll fuck it up. Next one will be bad. Uh, what's her name? Who plays, uh, Marissa? What's her, what's her name? Misha Barton. Misha Barton. She had a, she had said some pretty sad things about, uh, being a woman in the entertainment industry at her age, uh, last week, I felt pretty bad for her. She kind of set, Damn, her, really? set her up to be taken advantage of in some ways because she was on the show. So I just, yeah, I felt, I felt pretty bad for her reading that, but, um, anyway, sorry to leave it on a bummer, but yeah, uh, there we go. Way to, way to shit on it. Um, all right, well, I guess that's it. You can find us uh, at our shitty website, I don't like their old stuff.com. And you can find us on Spotify and other places where podcasts exist. And you can email us, I don't like their old stuff at gmail.com. And other than that, I guess we're out. <clears throat>